This strategy is a big winner for law firms. Welcome to Legal Marketing 101. I'm Toby Rosen. The focus of the podcast this year has been almost entirely on winning strategies we've employed for law firms working with Rosen Advertising over the last decade, and in a smaller part, discussing how we can leverage technology to create these winning business strategies for our firms, but that's changing now. Today, we're going to talk about a more concrete example of one of my favorite strategies for building and marketing a law practice, and we're going to talk about it based on a recent example. In the next few weeks, I'll be shifting the podcast not only to cover the marketing strategies we've used to help firms succeed, but focusing a little bit more on current events and campaigns and legal marketing, more on the new technology that I'm trying with AI and all of that cool stuff. And soon, we're going to have some guests to discuss what's really hot in the world of legal marketing right now. If you have suggestions for me regarding any of that or you'd like to be a guest, please feel free to reach out to me at toby at rosenadvertising.com. But for now, back to our winning strategy of the day. Today's topic is, once again, building a niche law firm. Today, we're going to talk about an article from CNBC last week covering a less than brilliant husband who hid about a half a million bucks in crypto, didn't tell his wife, and got busted by a forensic accountant during their divorce proceedings. Real genius. I've added a link to the article in the show notes, but you don't even really need to read it. The headline story only takes up a couple of paragraphs at the top of the article, and then it dives into a longer investigation of how divorce and crypto and Bitcoin are all sort of related. If you haven't heard anything about how these cases kind of work, it's a good read. But if you know about it, there's not a lot of new information. There are a couple of really interesting things to note about the article itself, though. First, there are almost no embedded links in the article. And we're going to talk about the marketing concepts, so that's that's something really important here. The lawyers who are mentioned in the article did not get links back to their websites for their comments, and with a media outlet of this size, that's not totally unheard of. However, most of the lawyers did get multiple mentions of their name and at least one mention of their firm, so that's a start. While this isn't a link, it does have some value. It makes it more likely that users viewing the article will search for us, and they can, hopefully, simply copy and paste the full firm name rather than having to type, you know, all of your partner's names in there together. And the law firms have some really excellent marketing collateral with this article. This article can be reposted on social media with commentary about how great this type of education is for clients, rather than just doing the typical self-congratulations for getting into a major media outlet. Being published in the news is already a really great demonstration of expertise, so we don't really need to highlight that. Typically, it's it's a little bit wiser to focus on the benefit the community will receive from the education when we repost this. That said, it can also be used elsewhere in the As Seen On sections, on your websites, your landing pages. You can reference it in other content on your website. And all of this circles back to what we are actually doing with this, which is building credibility. We can integrate this into our content and use it as a reference rather than just talking about how cool it is. And that how cool it actually is will build that credibility for us. At this point, though, you're, you're probably thinking and rolling your eyes at me, sure, Toby, get an article on CNBC or CNN or MSNBC, whatever it is, no problem. Well, before you tune out completely, there are a few things you can do to make this happen, and, and we've talked about this before. 
Now, in, in this example, obviously, I can't say for certain whether or not these lawyers had pre-existing relationships with this journalist that they developed through networking, or whether they have a PR agent that pushed to get them in this particular article. Any variation of this, and there's a few more options that could be true in this situation. What I can say, though, and this is from looking at their background and their published work, I can say that their specializations were definitely a major factor in getting them quoted in this article. When this journalist was doing their background research, they were going to talk to experts, and the people that had the best profiles and gave the best quotes, those are the ones who were going to get into the article. Diving into who we're actually talking about, though, attorney Kim Nutter in Florida got right into crypto in 2015, which is very early, but eight years later, she's still at the top of the game here. She's built a serious reputation for expertise when it comes to the intersection of cryptocurrency and family law. I've included her bio in the show notes so you can see exactly how big of a profile she's built. The publication section of her biography is chock full of crypto articles. And in 2016, she wrote the book on cryptocurrency for family law in Florida. She wrote the book on it. If that's not enough proof that specializing and being early to a niche pays off, you're in luck. I've got another example from the same article. If we move down a little bit further, we meet attorney Sandra Radna in New York. And once again, I've provided a link to her site in the show notes. Sandra is a bit less specialized, at least at first glance, and her firm handles a few more case types. But if you look at the family law section in the resources area of the website at radnalaw.com, the site reveals a history of discussing cryptocurrency and divorce in the media, publishing on bar association websites, and covering a bunch of other high-value SEO terms. This firm is clearly doing more than one thing, but they're still focusing on a new niche to build a profile and doing it well. Instead of saying, well, we do multiple things, so we can't be niche about anything, they're accepting that they will have expertise in this particular area as well. By targeting a much more specific niche, both of these attorneys and the other professionals mentioned in this article have made it infinitely easier to be the guy when a reporter needs a quote or some background information for a piece. Like any kind of marketing, this doesn't necessarily mean you'll be drowning in retainers. I mean, you won't even get a link in the article necessarily. But it's a form of marketing we like because the effort we expend here tends to lead us to accruing value over time. We're investing in these relationships similar to networking with the expectation of profits in the future. And sometimes we get the added benefit of having some good new friends, whether you like it or not. That's it for Legal Marketing 101 this week. Don't forget to check out The Calculator, which is also linked in the show notes, and subscribe to our newsletter on rosenadvertising.com so you don't miss any new product releases. For anything else, check out rosenadvertising.com. Thanks. Thanks.